We don't love seeing the Aussies succeed. Let's be very fair. I mean, we're, we're close neighbours and we uh, we cheer them on and we, we, we wish our, our neighbours and friends well. But something about watching the Aussie cricketers do their thing that can be, oh, I don't know, hard to take. They've, they've been very good over the years. When they've been bad, it's been great, great viewing. But watching Glenn Maxwell smash, and we mean smash, 201 runs and changed the fate of that game that was looking like an embarrassing defeat at the hands of Afghanistan at the Cricket World Cup. And turn it into victory was something special. Anyone who saw that won't be forgetting that one in a hurry. It's been described by some as the best one-day innings of all time. Great praise from some great men, uh, including our own Ian Smith making the call on that. I, like, I remain unconvinced about the greatest because it was against Afghanistan, and they should beat Afghanistan. But I'm keen to hear the thoughts from across the Tasman uh, and someone who is one of the most respected voices across the ditch. In fact, he is the host of Channel 7 in Brisbane as well as uh, a member of the SEN Fano. Nice to bring in uh, Ben Davis. G'day to you, Benny. Uh, and how crazy has Australia gone and how much have you got maxi fever? Oh, slam and Sam. Good to talk to you, mate. There is no bigger story in this country right now as far as sport is concerned than Glenn Maxwell. And that's saying something, considering yesterday we had the Melbourne Cup here, the race that stops the nation. Last night or the early hours of this morning, this is the greatest one-day innings that there's ever been, but it's also never seen. Because most of Australia are either falling asleep after having a big day on the drink at the Melbourne Cup, or, like me... At 7 for 91, and it was just probably about half past midnight in Queensland, and I went, I'm done, I'm out, this game's over in 20 minutes. <laughs> what am I staying up for? An extra 20 minutes sleep is what I'm going to get. Well, have woken up to one of the biggest stories that we will see in, in a generation, and I say that because there, there may be those who are listening now that remember 1986 tied tests in Madras, which is now Chennai, and Dean Jones, the late, great Dean Jones, battered, well, battered until he couldn't stand up anymore. I know it's a test match. I know it's a different format. But, but that was the benchmark for, I, I guess, for, for Australia, for, for toughness, for an innings where he would play a shot, he would collapse, the physio or his teammates would run out and pick him up. He would walk off to the side of the, of the square and, and spew. That's what he'd do. He'd come back and face another ball and then do that all over again. And he did that for 210 runs, and, and Australia ended up uh, tying that test. So a, a tied test match. So, so that is the benchmark. Now, they're saying that this innings is as good, if not better, than that. I know it's white ball as opposed to red ball, middle of the day, and, and, and Dean Jones had to spend three days in hospital after that. But I spoke to Greg Ritchie, Fat Cat, the, the um, well, Fat Cat, let's just leave it at that, and an entertaining <laughs> Uh, batsman on field and, and off it. And the reason I spoke to him on SENQ here in Queensland this morning is because he was the next bloke in behind Dean Jones. He, he had a front row seat. He knew exactly what was going on. And he said, until the early hours of this morning, he has never seen an innings like it until now, Glenn Maxwell. So that puts it in some sort of context to, a context to where it stands in well, I mean, let's start world sporting folklore, but definitely Australian sporting folklore. I mean, for Ben Stokes to come and congratulate him, that's a big thing. Yeah, sure, it was on social media, but hey, that's, you know, we know where our relations with England stand after the Ashes. So 
the fact that Stokes in the cricketing world are standing up and applauding, um, that, that puts it in some context. Look, it was remarkable. I, listen, I, I'll put my hand on my heart here, Benny. I decided not to stay up to watch Australia play Afghanistan amazingly. Um, didn't have uh, too many horses in the race. We did, we did We did. want the Aussies to get up right, be very clear. New Zealand didn't want Afghanistan to win, besides the fact you know, we want to see anyone beat Australia. Because it's what, what the Aussies have done, and Glenn Maxwell has done here, has actually helped New Zealand's chances yep. of making the semi-finals. That said... We, I, I watched oh, yeah. the highlights this morning without the you know the extended highlights there you know twenty minutes odd wherever it is without knowing the result and I was laughing until I and then till I was crying it was just a, it was a, a phenomenal <laughs> achievement a phenomenal effort but I, think, I I hear you on the braveness like he was he was cramping he was he was he was shot couldn't yeah. run all that jazz yeah. uh, but I, I maintain Australia should have beaten. Afghanistan uh, scoring. If I told you before the game that uh, hmm. Ben Maxwell scored two hundred again against Afghanistan, taking out the circumstance, you'd have gone, "Yeah, I can see that." Sure, why not? Hmm. I mean, it's Glenn Maxwell and, and near Afghanistan. So I think to me the context. I still think the best innings uh, that we've had a lot of votes uh, in this country for uh, the incredible double century from Martin Guptill against the Windies in the quarterfinal because there's something on the line. They needed someone to drag him across, and he changed the face of that game. I. I go beyond that, and I actually think that the best century ever in a uh, in a one-day international actually belongs to another Aussie, and Adam Gilchrist in the 07 World Cup final, because he they don't win without Adam Gilchrist doing what he does, and that was a, a phenomenal given the the weather, the state of the pitch, and it was all on him. Without him, there's nothing, and it was one of the great innings. So uh, that's where I sit. I really think there needs to be more stakes behind it than just beating Afghanistan. Well, and when you say just Afghanistan, I mean, coming into this World Cup, I would have said exactly the same thing, but we've seen what they've done over the last six weeks. That they, I mean, had they have won, they're, they're pressing for a semi-final spot. They're really breathing down the neck of the top four. So they had everything to play for, but, but also, let's just stop. Because, and I said this this morning, uh, again, on my show, I'm there going, you know, Australia beating Afghanistan with one of the best innings ever. Like, their words that I never thought would leave my mouth, but we know that the Afghanis have just been an incredible... They've been the surprise packet of this entire tournament. As much as England going out the back door, not firing a shot, geez, aren't we crying over that? Uh, they have been equally on par as the biggest surprise packet coming out of this World Cup. For me, the fact that they're in the fight, the fact that they're pressing for a semi-final spot, and that win, had they won this morning, they would have been putting real pressure on that top four. So... I know it's very easy to write them off as, oh, it's just Afghanistan. But, I mean, they were doing things with the ball. You know, they, they had Australia. They had Australia at, at, at four, for, four for 43, I think it was. I was like, hang on, what's going on here? They're, they're knocking over Warner. They're knocking over Marsh. They're knocking over Travis Head, who we're talking about some of the most destructive batsmen on the planet. And they didn't fire really a shot. And... I mean, some of the shots they did play were actually they should be fired for. But, <laughs> but in saying that, I mean, we were in that position. We shouldn't have been. And, yeah, we are heralding Maxi today as we should. But I think most cricket fans need to stop, and, or in this country anyway, again, stop and go, hang on. We were 7 for 91. Regardless of who it was we were playing against, the fact that it's Afghanistan, again, put it in some context. There, there are a few cracks that this has wallpapered over. But in saying that the innings, first time double century for an Australian in, in one day cricket, regardless of who it's against, uh, is still a, a mighty feat. And 
And the fact, here's the other thing too that we can't lose sight of. Pat Cummins, what a role he played. <laughs> Absolutely. He so in, in, a, best, in a record, in a record partnership of all time. Exactly. And I think he even posted uh, on social media saying, um, record partnership with Maxie, I'm glad he held up his end of the bargain. My 12, you know, and we just, you don't even have to read between the lines. Without him staying in, that doesn't happen. So it's... Um, it's yeah, it's it's been amazing. It's it's been the the talk of this country, and I guess it's the way he did it as well. Smithy's call was unbelievable. What he was doing is freakish, is superhuman. He he couldn't stand. He couldn't run. There was yeah, no Maxwell as well. No 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 foot no footwork <laughs> in India. What? <laughs> Yet here he is for fun, just putting them uh, over the fence. Absolutely, a smithy. You can always rely on uh, on our end, Smith, to make things just sound yeah. that much better. Now, uh, let's so. let's talk let's talk about Glenn Maxwell, the bloke here, because he's a cult figure and he's divisive. I mean, I'm sure he was decried in this country when he risked uh, involvement in a cricket world cup with a golf cart injury. Uh, he, he knows oh, buy the he... man a golf cart. Buy the whole team a golf cart. Get get them all one. It's like if they're playing like that after falling off the back of them. Oh, get the. Don't worry about Scotty Boland. Build the man a statue. Get them all a golf cart. That's the. That's that's what needs to happen. But no, you're right. It's Glenn Maxwell. I mean, you think about the the summer he's just had too. Well, this is going back twelve months now. But snapping his leg. Yep, snapping his leg at a backyard barbecue, having a race with a mate and getting tangled up, and his summer's gone. You go, how does this happen? What? And then falling off a golf buggy. What? How does this happen? The Big Show. I mean, when you've got a nickname like The Big Show, you've got to live up to it. Especially when you give give yourself the nickname. (laughs) Well, exactly. But have a look at the entertainment he has provided. He he always gets asked so much of him uh, from just the the public pressure. And the fact he has been able to deliver in, in this space and in this tournament, in the World Cup, where it's India's to lose and anyone is making ground over any other team in these conditions, he stood up when he needed to. Now, it doesn't always happen with Glenn Maxwell. Yeah, sometimes it's, it, well, it's rocks or diamonds, isn't it? But this time, he was he was shining, he was sparkling. Oh, absolutely. Completely and utterly. So, listen, fair play to him. Uh, he's getting a whole lot of love on this side uh, of the Tasman. He should not get used to it, though. Abs- I think this might be uh, an aberration <laughs> on that regard. Now, uh, you mentioned it was Melbourne Cup Day. Uh, I'm sure a few yeah. sore heads uh, around the office uh, that you showed up to mm-hmm. uh, to work at uh, SEN Queensland today suggest you didn't get uh, heavily on the on the winner, Ben. So, there's a, 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 great, a great story, and it's been, uh, it's been so well played on this side of the Tasman too. Big big involvement. We love the race over here. Uh, imagine it's played out big over there. Well, it is Mark Zara. I mean, going back to back and on different horses as well. What about that? What about that call that he had to make after the Caulfield Cup? He knew he was going to be riding on that first Tuesday in November. Does he go with the tried and tested? Does he go with Gold Trip? Still very much a chance in this race. Something he knows. Or... Does he stay on the horse he's just won the Caulfield Cup with? Now, we know that Ethereal was the last to do that in, what, 2001 Caulfield Cup and Melbourne Cup double, so that doesn't come around every time. But, you know, he he spoke to people. He had a look at the weather, uh, those he trusted, those who knew horses, and it lent towards staying on with how to fight. And 
I tell you what, he made one of the best business decisions because that's what it is for these jockeys, a business decision. It was, you know, the best part of a half a million dollar payday for him. We know the prize money for jockeys, 5%, 220000 But the convention, the unwritten rule is that the connections sling another 5% the jockey's way. So it's the best part of a, a $450,000 collect for making that decision 15 minutes after the Caulfield Cup, do I stick with it or do I just go with what I know? So what a gamble, what a risk and outstanding stuff. It paid off and it was absolutely brilliant. What wasn't absolutely brilliant was the fact that I was on Sulcum, uh second, uh, which has notoriously just fallen asleep in the barrier. Chris Waller, I thought, could wake it up. I only missed the start by three lengths. Outstanding with the magic man on board. And yeah, it uh, lost by two lengths, so imagine what could have been but hey sammy we we've got a health right absolutely uh, anyone that i i'm still i was saying uh, yesterday that uh, my uh, my pick from uh, the 2004 uh, melbourne cup grey song is still running so uh, i'm not going to sit here and and throw, <laughs> throw throw any shade so i saw saw him lapped a couple of times uh, as we were around yesterday now we can't let you go benny without uh, bringing up uh, the reaction and uh, and the sulking from some rugby league fans across the tasman after watching the kangaroos get how do we put it pumped smacked smoked embarrassed Shellacked, 30 points to nil. Uh, the, the fallout, and I know you work very closely uh, at ECNQ with uh, the likes of uh, Malman Inga, Corey mm. Parker. There's a, a lot of mm. uh, dejected kangaroos after that one. Mm. Look, Sam, uh, you, you are breaking up. I, I didn't hear that question <laughs> properly. And we, we do have we do have the the Optus the Optus uh, communications telecommunications network is down. There's about 10 million Australians who can't pick up the phone. Uh, so all of a sudden during this call midway through, I've just switched from Telstra to Optus. So um, I, I, what the who the what happened um, in where Hamilton? What's that? Uh, I don't know. It's it's you know we save our best game uh, our worst game for, for last. When was the last time Payne Haas or Reuben Cotter uh, didn't run 100 metres in, in a game of footy? It, it just it's unbelievable. Now whether yeah, we can't take cannot take anything away from the Kiwis. They came in, they came fired up, but um, Australia, they, they didn't turn up. A bit like the crowd in Hamilton, just didn't turn up. <laughs> you can slide the crowd all you like, the trophy still stays where it belongs. <laughs> ben Davis from Channel 7 and SEN Queensland, always appreciate your time, brother. Time for a break, we'll come back with the winner of Who Am I?